for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Today's Tuesday, January 11th, 2022, and today's guest is Kurt Geyer. All right, welcome back to the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blasey, and today's episode is 196. And like I said, today's guest is Kurt Geyer from the Working Class Bowhunter. I've had Kurt on quite a bit. Kurt and I just, uh, we get along really well. We've become really good friends, honestly, and uh, we talk a lot. And I just love what they got going on. And I think we have a lot of crossover between our listeners at the fall and his listeners with working class. I think we mesh together really well and you know, it might culminate into something bigger, you know, in 2022. We don't know. We'll see, you know, we're working on some things maybe, but, uh, with that being said, it's, you know, it's, I like having Kurt on. He's got some good stories and usually it's just a BS session. Just let our hair hang down the lack of hair that him and I have and, you know, just kind of get into it. But, yeah, that, that's what today's podcast is going to be about. We're going to be kind of all over the map, but we're talking about uh, his late season, I guess later season, December, you know, buck kill with a bow, um, his mountain lion hunt, talking about what he's got going on with juries and, you know, a lot of different things. So we get into a lot of things here. It's just one of those things that uh, it's a little mental vacation for you guys. Hopefully, if you're living cubicle life or living a job life that you just really just like monotonous. You get up every day and you're like, oh, I got to go do that. Hopefully you're listening to this in your earbuds or however you're listening in your vehicle thinking, man, this is a little mental vacation from being whatever you are being that you don't really like to do. So I guess that's a long winded way of saying 
you know, hopefully this is fun for you. <laughs> so um, with that being said, I'm going to do a couple partner reads here real quick, get right on to it. So Helix Broadheads, go check out Helix Broadheads, go check out their social channels, check them out online. I think their website is down right now. I think they're creating a new one. So I would direct you to that, but I think it's uh, getting worked on right now. But, you know, Awesome single bevel fixed blade broadheads. You can get them 100, 125, 150 grain. I love them. They are workhorses. They work for you. I'm three for three with them this year, and uh, I'm excited to work with these guys. If you guys want to check these out, like I said, go learn more about them online and uh, call them. Say, hey, I heard about you guys through the fall podcast and I want to learn more. So, and if you have any questions on my end or anything, you know, with the experiences that I've had, reach out to me. Let me know. They're awesome broadheads. So, next up is Novix Tree Stands. I can't say enough about Novix. I've used them a couple times this year, late season. And what I've done with them so far is like this Hilo being a running gun set is badass and i haven't even got into the nitty-gritty like i'm going to modify it a little bit as far as how to put my sticks on it what i want to do um getting in and being more efficient and more more quiet and like i said i just want to be efficient with it it's light it's uh ergonomically awesome i love the shape of it kurt and i kind of talk about it in this podcast because he runs a helo as well so uh novix is awesome i'm gonna have a code for novix here soon so you guys can have a discount if you guys are looking to get into that so uh lastly hunter's box club we are running a box this month um hunter's box club is a membership deal where you sign up and you get a t-shirt with three surprise items in that every month for a fee uh the first 50 boxes are free uh so if you but but the disclaimer on that is you have to go in the show notes click on the link in the show notes for the free link, uh, go in there and you're going to pay shipping. Basically, I think it's like six or eight bucks for shipping and you get your box. So that's really cool. It's going to be the fall podcast shirt on there, new logo, new design, everything. Um, go check that out. It ends on January 31st of 2022. So we're just running at the month of January. It's really cool what those guys got going on over there. So Go check that out as well. And also, thank you guys, everybody, for all the support, all the downloads. Please go to iTunes and write a written review and leave a five-star rating in there. That'd be greatly appreciated. So with that being said, we're going to get over this interview with Kurt. Thank you guys very much and have a great rest of your week. All right, welcome back to the Fall Podcast. And uh, today's guest is Kurt Geyer from the Working Class Bowhunter. A lot of people probably don't know Kurt. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm new here. You're, you're new to the podcast game. I think we might say that every time you and I get on. is like, ah, we're just new to this. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. We can just we'll go with that. That's good. Dude, uh, thanks for carving out a fucking hour to come on because I know you are ramping up here ready. This is right. This we're... In podcast world, we're recording this right before ATA, so it is the first week of January, but it's going to go live uh, next week or the week after. So you're getting ready to basically go on tour, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. ATA is cool. I, it's going to be interesting this year because there's not a lot of people going, and uh, ATA gets a lot of shade from – it's mostly people who don't go to ATA give ATA shade, which is funny. Yep. Um, but we have a good time with it. We think it's fun. We have a lot of friends that work in the outdoor space, so – um, we're not around handing out media kits, trying to get sponsors. We're there to record podcasts and have fun with people we know. 
um, and companies we already do work with, which is a good time. But yeah, and then after that, it's just we have Lincoln, Nebraska the following weekend, and then um, Harrisburg's on the books, and Indianapolis, and then March through April, we have a show every weekend. So um, looking forward to it, though. It's going to be fun, but yeah, it's kind of like a mini tour, I guess. A- Asphalt Cowboys, man. That's what you're going to be doing, pounding the pavement. That's right. Pulling that podcast trailer around, man. Just there podcasting like everybody else in the world. So <laughs> there you go, dude. Uh, you are full time official podcast now, right? Like you're you're a podcaster. Like I feel like you can have the title as a podcaster. Ugh, because you're full time. Yeah. So yesterday was my last day at John Deere. Today, like as we're recording, is like my first day officially on the gig, like on my own, which is a cool feeling. It's kind of a horrifying feeling at the same time, but. <laughs> Uh, I'll be happier, you know, and, and life is short and we've been busting our ass for a long time to get this to where it's at. And, you know, life's so short. Why not jump while you can and sure. just see what, see what happens. It's, uh, I feel like being from like the blue collar community, um, which I love and do embrace, there's a mindset, uh, maybe more with like the older generation that like, you have to go here, you have to show up, like, you just have to like do this rigid stuff that society thinks you should do. So it's bizarre when I'm like, yeah, I'm pursuing my own passion as a career. You get a lot of eye rolls and a a lot of judgment. And and you're going against the grain, you know, Yeah, you're going against the grain, but it's like, not really though. Like I just want to be happy and do what I've been working so hard to do. Right. All these years I've been working two jobs. I've been hustling and you get a lot of that. We've been saying a lot on the podcast, like Chandler always says like, Oh yeah, don't be a must be nice guy. Right. But really, it's true. It's like, you know, people are like, well, you get to hunt for a living. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not what it is. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot different. It's a lot of work. But don't be a must-be-nice guy if you don't know what it takes to hustle and, and do something like this on your own. I mean, Aaron, you know better than anybody, man. Yeah. So, well, what I mean by going against the grain is like, you know, society, They, I feel like there's this blueprint out there. You know, when you and I were... Pre- going through high school and stuff like that, I, I, at least in, I'm, I guess I won't speak for you, but it was like, uh, uh, I don't know, unwritten rule or something like that, that you had to go to college. It was yeah. like your next step is college and there's, and it was scary. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to go play a sport for a little bit, but like I went to college to play sports for the first three years and then you know i was still doing my tv and digital degree but it was like that wasn't like i was just a dumb kid but like society then was like you have to go to college now and it could be because i'm out of that like kind of realm but now i feel like you know you don't have to go to college like for some things you do but like there was that blueprint somebody laid out it was like you have to do this i feel like you're kind of going against the grain of like you know you go to college and not to say you didn't go to college, but you know, you go to college, then you get a good job, and then that's where you stay. You're going against the grain as far as like I'm saying, screw it, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. I've built this empire to where I need it to be, so I can be a little more stress free and live my life the way you wanna live it. Have your cake and eat it too, kind of thing. You know? Yeah. I get well, it. Well that too, and I I can already see like though, how can you call yourself working class bow hunter? And mine is it's like Dude, you work your ass off to get where you want to go and then continue to work your ass off to maintain. So it's like really no matter what your passion is, you know, you could be 
I don't know, whatever it is, but if you have that working class mindset and you hustle and you work hard, you can really do anything you want. Um, for sure. But you know, we had this Mark Dury and I had this conversation on one of our deer cast episodes. It's like, people think you're not working class. Like if you're happy at your job, you're not working class. You have to be miserable at your job to be considered working class, which is unfortunate right. that that's the, that's the mindset in a lot of a lot of jobs, you know, people want you, misery loves company. They want you to be miserable with them down there mm -hmm. while they're doing whatever. And I've worked a lot of shit jobs. You know, I wasn't one of those kids who like, you know, mommy and daddy paid for everything for me while I went to school. And then right when I got out of school, then I got landed my nice job at John Deere. Where at John Deere, there's a lot of kids that I worked with. I'm like, where'd you work before this? Huh? Oh, yeah. you didn't have a job before this? Like that you started out at this job? Like right. this is the best job you could start out at. Like, I shoveled sand in tunnels, dark tunnels for weeks by myself, wishing the hell I had a different job and <laughs> yeah. just anything. I used to drink like six monster green monsters a day to just cope with getting through the day. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like I had that, you know, I just work shitty jobs and I've worked good jobs and I've, I've seen both ends of the spectrum, which I'm thankful for. I wouldn't trade it off, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know, when I was in high school, I think it was 13, when I was 13 years old, my dad came into my room and was like, I'm going to get you a gold-plated pitchfork for uh, your birthday because all you're going to do is pitch shit the rest of your life because I was a lazy kid. You know, I'm not going to uh -huh. lie to you. I was lazy. And then it was like, seriously, it was like a light bulb hit, and it was like, okay. So then he had his own construction company. I worked construction every summer with him, and if it wasn't with him, I was doing landscaping, dude. I was building fucking seawalls. I was digging, like, irrigation trenches and shit like that, and I'm like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to do this. And, yeah. you know, and so then that kind of was like a eye-opener of like, okay, yeah, I probably do need to get some sort of an education. And, <laughs> you know, because yeah. that was the precedent then back then. It was like you need to get edit, get an education and then get to where you want to be. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is I think, you know, for the last 10 years, I guess I could say that I've, quote unquote, maybe hunted for a living, even though I was running a camera. I was out there. But a lot of people don't understand, man, like, I get it. I'm out in the the wilderness, like hunting per se with the camera. And I do hunt during the fall too. And I've killed a lot of deer when I was on the payroll and like on work time. So, yeah. but the thing is, a lot of people don't understand that we're up early. We're up late. You know what I mean? It's a grind. You're away from your family for like a month, a month and a half on end, like on a time at a time. And it's like, that shit yeah. adds up, man. You know, well, especially you never when you have little kids. Yeah, you never really clock out as I'm already learned with the podcast, even when I had John Deere was my day day job, you know, with the when you run your own deal, you never clock in and you never clock out because it's just your life. Yep. So it's good and bad. You know, it's um, yeah, I'm going to be, be able to hunt a lot more. But the more I hunt, the more other stuff builds up that I should be getting done for sure. Um, and there's responsibilities and like right now before ATA, I'm freaking dude. If you saw the podcast table, it's all papers and whiteboard and just shit all over the place. You know, it's stuff. I'm trying to get my head on straight and get going, but you know, I'm not complaining. It's just what it is. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And let's be honest though, too. I mean, a lot of the people that are not in like the industry, like you and I are, you know, even Mark Drury, even though a lot of those guys and Kip Campbell and stuff like that, they look, they hunt for a living, okay? They do that. But you don't see what's behind closed doors. Yes, they get, they're fortunate enough to get to travel and hunt a lot and kill big deer. I get that. 
but you don't yeah. see what's behind closed doors and the companies that they run. Like, you know, Mark does a lot of shit for, you know, <laughs> for a lot of his companies. He's got a staff that he has to, uh, you know, he probably has help managing and everything, but it's not like all, you know, roses and rainbows and everything, however you want to put it. But it's very few people out there are actually like out there hunting for a living. Like it's a really small fraction of like, I, I would don't say no one does. Well, that's what I mean. I don't, it's the guys that like, I, I don't give a, I don't give a shit about life in general. I'm just going to go hunt. Like there's not really a lot of guys that can do that. You know, there's probably some kids with really rich parents that are doing that, but they're not, uh, nobody knows them. They're just hunting because they got rich right. parents, which shout out for to sure. them. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> must, must be nice. <laughs> Here Throw we are. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But oh. it's cool, man. I'm excited. And, you know, it's we're going to see where we can take it. We have some ideas for working class and it's it's evolving and growing and we're having a ton of fun with it and meeting a lot, a lot of new people and new relationships. So um, there's a lot to roll out in the future. And um, we're just kind of hanging on for the ride. We'll see what happens. That's sweet, man. Do you have anything new on the horizon that you can speak about right now? Or is that all kind of behind closed doors right now? Um. There's some stuff that's not really ready to talk about, but I mean, one thing I do want to like shamelessly plug, um, even though it's been out for a little bit, but now starting, you know, this is the first week of the year we're, re- we're recording. Happy New Year, by the way, Aaron. Yeah. But, Happy New Year to uh, you, um, man. Uh, working Class on DeerCast is now a weekly series. So video on DeerCast and uh, it'll be on the Jury Outdoors YouTube as well. And then the audio is on the regular working class side of things. And what that is, you know, if anyone's out there is familiar with Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, our regular episodes, we're pretty vulgar, kind of off the wall, say whatever we want. Um, and we, we still are that way on DeerCast, but it's a little tighter, a little cleaner. Um, your family can listen to that series. Um, and I'm excited for that because we never had that before. We've always got bad reviews about people kind of bitching about us saying the F word while their kids are in the car. And I get that, you know, that sucks. But um, now we offer more family-friendly, you know, PG-13 style podcast um, on DeerCast there. So, And we're doing different things with that. Like we're doing the giant tracker interviews where we're just talking to uh, random people throughout the country that have killed like real giant bucks and kind of have a cool story to go around with it. Um, and then the CC hunt files. Um, I'm technically a co-host on that. Clint Casper's the main host on that series. Um, CC hunt files actually stands for Kurt and Clint hunt files, but um, I think slowly Clint's kind of taking the reins. It's just going to be the Clint Casper hunt files. Yeah, so it's yep. ca- ca- kind of working out, but that's a fun thing we're doing. And that is now weekly along with working class on DeerCast and our normal podcast. So three new podcasts a week on our platform um, every week now. So we're hitting it hard. Yeah, you guys are. What is like the DeerCast things, you know, the app and all that. For people that don't know, even just kind of like a 30,000 foot view of that, like what is it? And I guess what is your favorite feature about DeerCast? Yeah, so DeerCast, I love DeerCast. And I'll get into some of the questions about DeerCast here in a second. But DeerCast, the best way to explain it, it's a tool for deer hunters. So um, you download the app, you make your account. It's a, first and foremost, it's like a weather tool. It's like a, a deer movement prediction tool. Um, you got your wind direction, your barometric pressure. You can do a 10 day forecast. You can, it's basically everything you need weather wise for, for deer. 
and it kind of calculates it all into um, gives you a quick overview of like good, bad, fair, whatever it is. It gives a rating for the day and you can break that down by the hour. So that's cool. Like that's first and foremost, that's on the top of the app. Um, I think it's worth downloading just for that and that only. Now you can pay for a year subscription. I think it's like 20 bucks. It's, is it, but it's there's cheap. a free version, right? There is a free version, but you only get like the day of weather. You don't get like a look in the future. I don't know about the free version because I, I just I think it's worth the twenty bucks. So I have it. Um, But there's also deer cash track is on there. So if you hit a deer in a certain spot, you're unsure. You can kind of check the spot you hit the deer, and it gives you a library of deer that got shot in that spot and tracking advice. And it's like calling, being able to call Mark Jury and ask him for advice when you hit a deer bad. Well, when amazing. I shot my Michigan buck this year, I used you and I went on like the deer cast deer track deal. Cause I hit mine back, you know, and it, then it brings up videos from some experts, some tracking guys that have tracking dogs. I've tracked thousands of deer in the last, you know, however long in their career, you got something from Mark, you got some from Terry and what those guys said about specifically around a hit like mine is to wait 24 hours. You know, it's you can yeah, go in yeah. after 12, but wait 24. I went at 12. He was still alive. He didn't die for 48 hours. So it's like it gives you a good. I should have. I should. I should. Should have just listened and just like, hey, don't go until the next day. But you know, it is what it is. It's hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's difficult. There's an ethics line there that I felt like I had. I owed the deer to go at least take a look. You know what I mean? For sure. And for sure. Uh, that's just what my gut was telling me. Yeah, I mean, and that's what's cool about DeerCast. Uh, you have that. So there's DeerCast track, and these are all these icons are at the bottom. So like, I have my DeerCast pulled up now. Um, right now in the AM, it's got it's got sunrise, sunset, the moon, um, barometric pressure, wind direction, uh, percentage of particip- um, precipitation. Um, right now in the AM, it says okay. PM, it says poor. Tomorrow, the overview rating is good. The next day, the overall rating for the day is great. And you can break that down hourly. And then it's also like a social app for deer hunters. So you don't get any of the annoying Facebook, Instagram bullshit in there. Um, but there's like a news feed, like a social platform with, um, if you like to read articles, there's videos, there's podcasts like Working Class on DeerCast. There's the the Radio's 100% Wild podcast. Mm-hmm. Um there's all sorts of stuff. Like I'm going through, there's things on predator management with some video tips. Um, there's fan shares where if you're a DeerCast user, you can s- submit your deer and submit your story. There's the giant tracker um, articles. Um, and then you can go through like the DOD TV icon at the bottom and the entire Jury Outdoors library is there along with all our podcast episodes. Um, the 100% Wild podcast, Dream Season, the new deer season 21 series, everything jury outdoors does is available in the app. Like you get the entire library. So if you're ever a fan of the old videos, you want to go back where Mark and Terry used to wear the big funny glasses back in the day when they (laughs) hunted, you can watch that stuff. It's cool. And you know, the 13 phase tactic breakdowns and all that. So there's giveaways. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff, but you can make posts and there's notifications where you can see with people commented back to you. Um, you can set your locations to where you're at, different hunting spots. It's awesome, man. So basically, we're proud to have that series, Working Class on DeerCast, inside of the whole DeerCast realm. It's for sure. It's more of a safe space for hunters, um, as corny as that might sound. But 
I mean, God dang, look what happened with Austin's buck and the coyote oh, God. eating it. It's like that won't happen on DeerCast because everyone there is there because they're passionate about hunting yeah. and they get it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That I don't even want to open that can of worms again. I feel bad just for Austin and you guys in general. Like he got some shit that he shouldn't have got, you know. But whatever. Yeah, it that was only for a day, man, and it actually turned around for the better. Uh, honestly, I think, and it honestly mm-hmm. made I think our listeners closer to us. Um, cause we got a lot of like, just, I don't know. It, it was a, it was almost like a good reason to just kind of like get closer with our listeners and talk to them about it. And, and it was a lot of like, dude, if anyone doubts you for the decision you guys made, fuck them. And right. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're right. Fuck them. So pretty cool. That is cool. Well, good deal, man. I think that's really cool what you guys are doing. You guys are, I've said it before, I've told you on many phone calls that we've had just bullshitting that you guys are, you're taking the podcast game by storm. And, um, you know, a lot of people talk about like having that voice in the outdoor industry of like, you know, Steve Ranella, Ted Nugent, kind of Michael Waddell, kind of like it's good to have people like that, like in the podcast world, like as far as, you know, me you know on the back end like i look at you guys as like that kind of voice like the standard um i don't know and that's just i don't know there's a lot of podcasts that uh we could get into this i think you and i talk about podcasts every time we talk but uh it's what we do so um you know i I appreciate everything you guys have done and and just keep doing your doing your thing and i'm excited to see what you guys are going to roll out here soon and in 2022 possibly and uh, you guys are going to keep up in the bar, man, especially with you going full-time podcast now, man. It's like, shit, everybody's got to catch up still. I got, I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you saying that. And yeah, it's uh, I just got to stay focused. Like I want the recordings are the fun part. And then there's a lot of the business side on the back part to each recording, you know? So, uh, mm-hmm. more recordings is more work, which is good. But yeah, once we get through this, this trade show season, man, it's, uh, I mean, I'm motivated and it's, we're going to go nuts. So there's a lot of podcasts are going to come out of all these shows we're going to do, but I'm also excited to get back home and get more people in the studio and just record, record, record and have fun and, and push out content and, and just have a good time with it and see what happens. That's sweet, dude. That's awesome. Well, let's do a little transition here. I want to flip back to, well, shit. I don't even know. It was November, late November, maybe early December when you killed your late season buck. Was that when it was? Yeah, I don't know if I consider it a late season buck, but yeah, I um, I killed it. Well, let me see. You called it me been... that day when you were going to hunt, and then you called <laughs> me like 10 minutes later. It was like, I just killed one. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, like first or second week of December. It was second Illinois firearm season, but I had a firearm tag for that county. Then yep. if you have a firearm tag for that county and you wear blaze orange and do everything you're supposed to, you can bow hunt during firearm season. Um, so, yeah, and I want to talk about that a little bit because – you went to like a different farm, didn't you? On a whim, was it like a gut, a gut feeling thing that you went in, or what? Honestly, I went to a different farm because it was the farm I had my firearm tag for. Oh, um, that's oh, I, so you're kind of forced to do that. 
Yeah, I was like, man, it was one of those last weekends. It was like weekend of December 5th, I believe, December 4th or 5th. And it was one of the last full weekends that I was going to get to hunt and actually put some time into the weekend without like just trying to cram a, a quick hunting type deal. So mm-hmm. um, I went out and hunted because after that I had a lion hunt coming up slash family vacation. And then right when I get back from that, where, where I am now ATA and then Nebraska. And those are the last weekends of Illinois deer season here. So it was kind of like, I got to get out there and hunt while I can. Otherwise it's going to be gone. So, so anyway, yeah, I was going down to that other farm. Um, it's a farm that I'm like fairly familiar with. And, uh, it's a spot. I'm like, well, if there's any deer in there, I'm going to get a shot type situation. So, um, but yeah, I called you on the way down there. It's a little bit of a drive from my house. So, um, called you up just to bullshit. And that's when we got to chit chat. And so what, so did you have any Intel on that farm at all about any shooter box or nothing? Or was this, I mean, it's your first time in or what? I hunted there early. Um, I actually hung, did like a hang and hunt last year in this area. And I liked the spot so much that I hung a stand and just left it there. That way I could just run back quickly like for exactly the scenario that I went in, but no, yep. I know this farm. Well, there wasn't a lot of deer this year, which is very strange. I was like, man, I'd like to shoot that buck. Um, so I didn't really have high expectations or anything like that. There's a lot of good, like two year old, three year old type bucks that I think will be great um, to look at for next season. But in my head, it was just kind of like a fun mystery type hunt. Like, let's just see what happens. I don't know. Let's just go for it. Kind of hunting. Like you used to hunt back in the day before you, felt like you knew every deer on the farm type situation right love those mystery hunts so you get you i mean you called me that day and i think you when you called me afterwards i think it was like 38 minutes or something like that you're like dude i just killed one so like how how did that fucking unroll unravel there when you got in the stand and like that whole that whole scenario went down yeah so what's funny about it the whole situation you had to wear blaze orange and I never have blaze orange ready, like nice blaze orange. I always have like the, the shitty, like yep, I do the vinyl. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The shitty vinyl $2 one that comes in the little plastic pouch that you rip open the plastic pouch and put it on. And then I had this ridiculous hat that said, uh, it was a pheasant hunting hat from like a gas station in Kansas. And it said big cock country on it. <laughs> and my buddies at Prairie Storm Outfitting from Kansas gave me that hat at, at a show we did together, um, a trade show. Um, they gave me that hat as like a joke. And, that, and like when I was looking for Blaze Orange, that's the hat I pulled out. That's so I'm awesome. like, well, this is the hat we're wearing. So anyway, I'm kind of being an idiot. Like I was kind of just having fun, man. Like not, I wasn't being serious at all. I take a picture of this hat, send it in our Snapchat group. And just like posted a dumb picture of me wearing this stupid hat. And it's like an old school trucker hat. Like not one you wear in public. <laughs> High off your head, you know, taller the hat, closer to God type yeah. setup. <laughs> yep. And yep. and uh so I'm wearing this stupid hat and it's hot out. And I walk into the stand and I'm like crunching through leaves and I get up there and I'm like, oh yeah. Just being an idiot. Get everything set up. I take a picture of the hat. Because I just thought it was so funny. And it's probably not that funny to everybody else. But to me, I thought it was great. I took a picture of the hat, posted on our Instagram story. Literally, as I take the picture, I hear behind me. And I go, oh, shit. Put my phone in my pocket, throw my, my hat back on, grab my bow, turn around, see a G2. And like I didn't even like look at the deer. 
I was just like, yep, there he is. Drew back. He stopped 15 yards. Well, boom, hit the offside shoulder. Watch him run up the hill and crash. No, way. I hadn't been in the stand three minutes. <laughs> like three minutes is an exaggeration. That's crazy. Literally. Like, get in the stand, take the photo, put it back in my, and then shoot him. That's the story. (laughs) So, I'm like, what the hell just happened? I was like, I don't even know what I just shot. Like, that could have been, it could have been a spike for all I know. I just saw a G2 or a spike and shot him, and I'm just like, I don't know. But it was awesome. That's unbelievable. Is that the quickest hunt you've ever had? By far. By far. Yeah. The shortest hunt. Close, like second place would be like 30 minutes. That's crazy. That's like a, you know, UFC, like eight second knockout, you know, bell rings, dunk, done, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a Conor McGregor Aldo fight. There you go. <laughs> so, I had one but of it those was, in Kansas that was it lasted six minutes and it was crazy. See, you got to, you got to take them though. So they don't happen that way. So when it happens, it's just awesome. And I think what happened was, I went down, I, I have a pretty good access for that stand where I, I go down this little creek draw and it's uh, normally pretty quiet, but everything was just crunchy. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, oh, what do you do? It's like ripping the bandaid off. You just kind of get in yep. there. And I think he heard me. I think he was bedded a couple hundred yards away. I think he heard that and came in and just, it just worked out. Isn't and, it crazy how that like, you know, we as hunters are like trying to tiptoe around, be quiet and everything. And you like, just kind of like, ah, oh, well, you know, just don't really care. Let's get right in here. Take a picture, you know, walk crunching leaves and everything. And three minutes it happens. Like, it's just nuts. Yeah. Just having fun, man. Just having a good time. And, uh, it's just funny. You know, I send the Snapchat at chat to everybody after. And I only did that is because I had just sent him a picture of the hat. Right. So then this just made it even funnier to be like, I kill a buck in this hat. It's ridiculous. This is funny. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then I called you. That's when I called you like right after that. So that's, that's and you're, nuts. you answered the phone. You're like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> there, I, I, you literally called me 35 minutes before that. And I'm like, there's no way you just killed a deer. And you're like, oh no, he's, he's done for, you know, it happened real quick, real fast. <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome, man. He's a good eight pointer. Um, he's not huge by any means. It's actually the smallest buck I've ever shot with a bow. Um, besides like maybe my first buck ever. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. Um but he's, he was he's mature like though, mid- don't you think? Yeah, I think he was mature. Mid one twenty it's actually he's mid one twenties eight, probably. Um like one twenty three, one twenty four. But he's yep. actually it was like the perfect deer to kill, to be honest. Right. Yep. Um yeah, the way he grunted and like he's heavy bodied. I think I sent you a picture of his body sitting there. He's Huge heavy body. necked and um, dark, dark forehead and just kind of crappy genetics. He uh, and when I say crappy genetics, like I'm not acting like I'm not thankful for the deer. I'm stoked about it. Um, but like his G three was way out towards the end of his beams, so yep. it like hurt hurt his circumference measurements by the structure of him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but just kind of a cool buck. Um, real cool. I'm going to Euro mount him. I'm actually going to Euro mount him and then put him in the scenery of my lion mount. So it'd be kind of neat. That's cool. Good transition there. Lion hunt. I know you don't really want to get too into the weeds, but dude, a lion hunt. How, I, I guess with a little bit, with not telling too much, like what it was that experience like? It is, you know, a lion hunt is always something I thought would be cool. 
And but it's not something that I like held high on my bucket list, I guess. A lot of um, people don't though. It's weird. A lot of people I talk to are like, "Man, I don't know if I could kill a, a lion." And I'm like, you know, we're and we're not talking about an African lion either. We're talking about a mountain lion. But like Yeah, just just easier to say lion. Yeah, it's just easier and it's but it's like those things are the apex predator. Like that is the animal to me. Like it is that's a challenge, I would say. It was man, it was just such a neat experience. So my buddy Trey Heiner out in Wyoming, he he runs an outfit, um, Double Diamond Outfitters and Washakie Outfitters. Um, I met him a couple years ago by doing the we do the working class bow hunter bear camps, which uh, we're doing again this year, and we're probably gonna do it every year. So if anyone's listening and wants to do a real like Western backcountry horseback style bear hunt, we're gonna be doing those. So um, and I'll have dates and bookings and all that. We're gonna try and schedule it out a few years because I'm getting so many people to to asking to go on that hunt but the lion hunt it's an over-the-counter tag so i just went and bought it over the counter um what's that it, not it was i think so i already had my hunting license and all the archery perm and everything i needed to hunt wyoming from hunting bear bears and mule deer there uh previously in the year okay. um, so the the tag alone for mountain lion was i believe it was like 370 bucks okay uh, um, I think total, if you're wanting to hunt, like if you had to buy everything else, I'm, I'm going to be off a little bit cause I don't have all that stuff in front of me. It'd probably be close to 500 bucks total. Um, just for tag your, hunting license, stuff like that. Yep. Non-resident. Um, so yeah, you can go get them over the counter and, uh, my buddy Trey is just like, man, come out, bring the family out. We'll go hunting for a day or two. And if we get one, we get one. If not, we'll just have a good time and hang out with the family and go tubing and sledding and all that. Um, just you know get get away for a weekend so my wife was cool with it my buddy devin his wife was cool with coming out and doing that and so me and devin went out with trey and a couple other trey's buddies and went out on the sleds the snowmobiles and i think we did 100 110 miles on the sleds to try and find a track um you went 110 miles before you found a track total um i bet you we we did 60 something before we found a lion track okay um, once we found the track, we kind of came back to it and, uh, let the dogs go. And, um, I'm not gonna get into all the details right now cause we haven't done the podcast yet, but yep, yep. The, the, the rush of the hunt and the process of the hunt is unlike anything else I've ever experienced. The adrenaline rush, the pressure of the arrow of like the moment of the shot was very hard to explain when you think about the feeling when you're shooting at a whitetail from a tree stand. Mm -hmm. This was, man, I just don't really know how to explain it. it. It's the, the adrenaline stayed with me for like three hours. Holy crap. But, like we got back to the sleds and we we're getting ready to go out. And I'm like, guys, I'm still feeling like the, like the shakes of it. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, like, I don't know why it just hit me different. And it's, I don't know. It's something that I, in the moment I'm like, man, I don't know if I'll ever do this again. That was a once in a lifetime experience. But then after like the adrenaline settled down, I'm like, man, I think I want to do it again. Like that was <laughs> insane. It looked like there's a lot of snow out there too. Oh, dude. Brutal. Like, I don't know, three, four foot, but you're only sinking down so far and it's just, right. it was tough, but man, so fun. Such a cool experience. Um, I, I know for a fact when we launched the full podcast and I give all the details, that people are going to be hitting me up to book a lion hunt with Trey. And I think uh, Trey yeah. this year's batting 100%. Wow. 
That's crazy. Yeah. That's so nuts. they've killed some they've killed some big cats out there. I think the biggest one they killed this year was like 174 pounds. Which that's, is what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like what what is like a good size cat? I asked Trey, um, and I don't know if I, if I asked Trey every time if he'd give me the same answer over and over again. Um, I think between 100 and 120 pounds is like average from okay. what I'm gathering. Yep. And I think like anything over that is like big, big, big um, in that area. You know yep. what I mean? But yep. I, I don't know. It, I might be off on that. I just know that from hunting him for a day and talking to him to kind of grab a, you know, like 170 pounds is like, whoa, that's big. Like that's huge, yep. So, so mine was, was yours in a that. big male. No, mine was actually a big female. Really? Okay. She di- didn't have kittens or anything, and uh, we guessed it between a hundred and hundred fifteen pounds in there somewhere. Yep. Um, we don't. We never really weighed it because we we're up on the mountain. So, mm-hmm. um, well, I don't know, but big enough for me, man. A scary, big and scary. Um, How do they age those things? Um. They we so in Wyoming you got to take them to a biologist to check them in, and then they pull a tooth, and I don't know the the biologist never told me how old, um, so I don't know how old mine was. I know it was an it was an, an adult mature cat, but I just don't know. Um, you know I don't know if it was three, four, five, or six. You know I don't know. Right. I was just curious of like how long they live. Like is it like a white tails? You know what I mean? Like. When you get like six, seven, eight-year-olds, like that's like an old white tail. Like, is that yeah. an old cat? You know, I don't know. Honestly, to me, it just seems like a rough life up there because, you know, when they eat, they're not just like grazing a field to eat. Like they actually they have to put themselves in some amount of danger to kill. Um, I know. And they kill from what they were telling me. They're like they kill a deer a week. Really? Yeah. And they said the cat I killed easily can kill a full-grown elk. Wow. Well, you've so, seen some of those videos like on social media and the internet and stuff like that, like cats running goats and, and, and mule deer and stuff off cliffs. You know what I yeah. mean? Like where they'll like tackle something off a cliff and fall hundreds of feet and then they just get up and they just just kill this thing. It's nuts. Bizarre. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like that's what they do. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, you jump on a big old buck or a big old elk. I mean, they... You risk the chance of getting impaled. Oh, yeah. And, you so, know, their body's telling them they got to eat, so they're going to get it. I mean, imagine if you had to fight for every meal. You know what I mean? Like, you'd do some crazy shit. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to. But then it's like, you know, I don't know if other cats kill other cats. I'm sure, like, the males have to worry about that more. I, you know, it's it's crazy. They're, my cat's ear was nicked up a little bit like it had been in a scrap or two in its day. Okay. So, it just makes you wonder. I mean, it didn't have any like big scars on its face or anything that I that I could see through the hair. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess I also wasn't like inspecting it that close on its head. But its ears are snipped up a little bit. Like it looks like someone took scissors to the tips of them and stuff. That's cool. So, are you getting a full body it, mount? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. That's yeah, sweet. I'm gonna do like some either on branches or on like snowy rocks because there's so much snow. And I actually have the the kill shots on video. Um, and I'm going to make some sort of video for our YouTube and Facebook and stuff. Facebook will probably pull it. I don't know. But um, it's chaotic. It's the most chaotic experience that I think you could have as a bow hunter. Um, just because, you know, you hit it wrong. There's a chance of dogs getting killed, of somebody getting scratched up. You know, I just don't know. I don't know what could have happened. Right. So I'm, I'm glad I shot it and it was dead by the time it hit the ground. I know how, that. 
how different was that shooting up in like up in the air, like up in a tree? Like, how did you prepare for that? It was, um, it was pretty different. You know, what I did at home is I took, uh, like a hundred foot rope and tagged it to, uh, tied it to a block target mm-hmm. and hooked it, um, threw it over a branch and hooked it to the back of my ranger and hoisted a target up in the tree and, uh, shot a few arrows at it. But I didn't have a tree tall enough to mimic like the angle of the shot that I shot this cat at because yeah. it was steep, man. And I actually, I feel pretty comfortable shooting up. Um, I know like Clint Casper hates it. There's some other guys that just don't find it comfortable. I feel pretty stable shooting at that angle. Um, so it worked out for me, man. I, I thought it was okay. But in the video, once I put it out, you'll hear me. I draw back and you can hear me going, oh, shit. It's because it's like way higher up than I imagined it would be. Really? So it's like I'm anchored and like leaning back at the way shooting uphill. And then you have like a just a little bit bigger than a softball size hole to slide an arrow in there. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man, this could go south real fast. How high up in the tree was she? I'd say 40 feet, 35, 40 feet. Okay. So Maybe a little as higher. As far as yardage goes, like if you put that on the ground, like how far are you shooting? Well, I ranged it. I put the loophole on there and ranged it, and you know that has the angle compensation mm-hmm. for it. It said 13 yards. No shit. So I'm like, oh, that's steep. So it was a steep shot. Yeah. So I bet you... Oh, I don't know. 25 yards probably total. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. It was tough. All I know, I made a good shot. I was stressing about it, to be honest <laughs> with you. Because it's one of those things you got five guys watching you shoot. You got two dogs sitting there like bellowing, barking. And then you got people with their phones out videoing. And then you you're got worried an apex about, predator in the tree. <laughs> yeah. Know? You got a cat that can kill you if it catches your jugular one time. And so... You're sitting there. You're like, man, if I miss, it's going to look, I'm going to look terrible. If I wound this animal, it's a problem for the animal. It's a problem for me. It's a problem for the dogs because the dogs are the ones that are going to be on the front lines of that. Yep. So last thing I want to do is have my buddy Trey's dogs get killed because I messed up a shot and then Trey's got to get in there to save the dogs and then he gets cut up and then he gets cut up and caught in a situation. Then we're inclined to jump in there and help him. And then you just never know, man, it's a cat that can kill you with multiple tools especially so, if you wound it too it's like a hurt cat you know what i mean like oh my gosh i yeah, just and i don't I know if, even imagine yeah and i don't know if you have a house cat but if you ever tried to get a house cat in one of those little pet carriers to take it to the vet good fucking luck yeah now, i'm not a cat guy <laughs> yeah well i have a cat you know and i like cats because i think they're uh they're misunderstood and i think they're they're just cool animals but like this is cat is a giant version of my house cat you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, I don't like putting my cat in this freaking cat care, let alone a fucking wounded 115 pound mountain lion. I'm not. No, nah, I'm good. I'm good on that. Jeez. Yeah. So dude, cats and, like uh, they just to me, they're so sly. And then one minute they're they're cool. And the next minute they're ripping your face off, man. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> just You just can't they're take sketchy. It seriously. They are. Yeah. No, they're sketchy. And and, you know, maybe guys that are that are listening that have killed a few lions or been in some lion situations they might be like oh you're being dramatic but i don't know am i i don't know i don't know i don't th- i wouldn't think so i mean like you said you know that shot right there had a lot of weight on it that couldn't have been that could have been a 
expensive shot if it went the wrong way. You know, dogs oh, dying, yeah. like uh, like you said, Trey getting you know tore up or something like that, having to go to the hospital. Like, dude, that that arrow, you got to have your shit prepared and ready and know your equipment, man. Like that's a that's a testament to like knowing your equipment and having the right equipment, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and back there, it's not like we're, you know, out there it's different because I can go out here in the winter and get, I could fall in a creek, get soaking wet and walk my ass back to the truck or to the house mm-hmm. and be like, damn, I'm miserable, but I'm going to hop in a hot shower and be fine. Yep. Out there, if you get an artery cut by a claw or you fall and jab a stick in your thigh and it cuts you open real bad, like, it takes you several hours to get out of there, and then you still got to get to the hospital. Yeah. So it just was a high-stress area, and I think that might be what uh, the adrenaline stuck with me for so long for. It's just kind of like that, too, and then you see this big cat, and I've never even seen one in person on the ground, and you're like, holy shit. Like you, you, My brain is still like realizing what happened. <laughs> I could only imagine, man. That's uh-huh. gnarly. It, it was wild. It was a fun, fun experience. Yeah. And we're, we're going to put that info out, like if anybody wants to go on that type of hunt. I mean, I don't really think it's too pricey of a hunt to do in, in trade for the experience and just some Western shit you'd never get to do anywhere else. So Let's get Western. <laughs> Let's get Western, man. It's fun. It's a good time. Well, I, I want to transition to one last thing. We're kind of all over, but that's all right. It's my podcast. Yeah. I don't give a shit, so everybody can, you know, whatever. Suck it. Suck it. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Tell your into, listeners to suck it. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> everybody just like downloads just fall right off. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I guess what I'm getting into is 2022, We are. it's here. You know, we're early in it. We're only, you know, right, as of right now, we're four days into it, but... Uh, what are some things like for me this time, you know, season's over for me now. So it's like, I really start diving deep into like gear, my gear that I have, what I could change some, you know, scenarios, some like being mobile, like things I can be a little more efficient on. Like, what are you looking to change? If anything at all going into next year, like I, I call it like the knee jerk reaction right now. Cause we're, you know, how many months away right now, but like as yeah. of right now, where's your head at? Like, what do you want to change? What do you want to do differently going into next bow season? Uh, one thing I thought about today actually is uh, I'm going to go to a little bit heavier arrow, you know, whether that's uh, shooting just a little he- different components on the same victory arrows I'm already shooting. Um, I have an elk hunt planned in September. So mm-hmm. I want to shoot just a little, an arrow with a little more punch to it. Um, so that's like the first thing thinking about a new bow setup if i'm gonna go heavier poundage or not um stuff like that um nothing crazy like nothing real crazy of a change but that's what i'm thinking of as far as like hunting equipment goes um arrows what broadhead i'm gonna use i'm gonna probably use a fixed blade um stuff like that i'm sort of just kind of like mentally planning this stuff out for now Yep. How many how many hanging hunts did you do last year? Did you do majority or I know you're a preset guy though too, aren't you? Yeah, I'm both. I do both. Um like if the spot's good and I I know I'm going to keep coming back to it, I'll put a spot. Um I bet you I did. I don't count or anything like that. So, I maybe I should one year just to tally to see. Sure. Um, Cuz yeah. it's a question that gets brought up, but I just I'm not thinking about keeping track of it while I'm doing it. Um 
I, I don't know. It's not that, it's not that big you. a deal. I, my, it was going to set up my next question to far, as far as like, so you're running Novix. Um, yeah. I'm going to be running Novix next year. And I've already been screwing around with it this this like later season. I've been screwing around with it in the timber and trying to figure out how. And, I, you know, they make the stick quiver and everything to put the huh. put your uh-huh. sticks on. But, like, I almost want to have – I want to try something different. Like, how do you take your sticks in with you when you are when you have your Hilo or your Echo? Um, the Echo I have set up as a pre-hung. I use the Hilo for my mobile stuff. Yep. Um, but I, I do use the stick quiver. And then I'll just put it on my backpack or on my back with the backpack straps. And then I'll put my um, my pack over that. But – like what I do is when I get to the tree, I hang the first two sticks from the ground and mm-hmm. then I hook the top two sticks into my harness or my backpack or something like that, um, whatever I can work. I don't really have like a set way. And then I do that and climb and then hang the stand. And I have a bolt, uh, pole rope that is getting longer as I climb hooked to my bow. And then I pull my bow up once I'm ready. I got um, you. So you just put your pack like on the back of the stand, just hang it on the back, back of the stand. Yep. Yep. I'll do that. Or if I don't need it, I'll throw like my bow hook and my gear hook in my pocket and I'll keep my backpack down with my bow hooked to my bow pole rope and I'll pull it all up together. Um, just depends. I don't, I'm not, I don't nerd out too hard, um, on that stuff. Like I'd rather spend more time hunting and getting in there than fucking around with gear to be honest. But yeah, but I'll, you know, but it doesn't mean like if I see a cool YouTube video and guys do some cool mods, like I might pay attention, but, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not that guy usually. I like to just, you know, it's already good stuff. I don't really need to drill holes and fuck with it any more than it, you know, that needs to be. And I'd rather just focus on where I'm going to put it rather than that type of stuff. But I think it's all important. It all has its place. Um, But I don't know. I bet you I hung it, I don't know, 30 times, 25 times, maybe. That Helo's sick, isn't it? I love it, dude. It's light. I like the shape of it. I love the, like the shape of it. The shape is my favorite part of the whole thing. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I think it, it's just done right. Yeah. And that's what the I was like talking about. I was talking about the Hilo and the Echo together. And like you could mobile hunt with both, but I think the Echo is for just sure. more, more for a preset like stand for sure. Like yeah. just, yeah. it's a little, little fatter if you would like a little wider than the Hilo. And I just think it'd be a really comfortable stand to like set like, okay, this is going to be one of my spots that I'm going to come back to periodically. But the Hilo is just, I mean, I don't know if they're, it's it's a sweet mobile stand. I can't wait to dive a little farther into it. I mean, I used it twice this year, but I, I want to dive deeper in with it. I, I really enjoy it, man. Like the, the shape is good. It's right. Um, and you can tuck it, man. I had that thing tucked in some spots. Like I had it tucked so good in one of these spots that, I actually took a picture of it and sent it to our group chat. And I said, tell me where the stand is. Cause it just was, <laughs> it was just money. Like, you know, when you hang a stand and like you're walking away after like a morning hunt, you look back and you're just like, damn, that's good. That's, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Nin- <laughs> ninja quality. I did that in this one spot. I don't know how many times. And it actually ended up being kind of like one of my go-to trees. Like it's marked on the map as like a tree I'll go back to. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. So and that's how I find a lot of those good spots, you know, is doing hanging hunts and just trying shit. Yeah, that's cool, man. And that's uh, same here, man. Like the hang and hunt thing, it's it's been a different game for me, but it's it's fun. It's so much fun. It's it's a pain in the ass sometimes, but it it is fun. Like at at the core of me, it's like God, I just don't. Really, sometimes you just don't want to go hang it. It's like I don't want to go in there. I want to hang it. But then like when you get it done and it's like you're in it, it's like man, that was re- rewarding. That was like fun, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. It's one of the, it's one of the things you know. Like, there's a lot of shit that I procrastinate on, like mowing the lawn. I'm like, I don't feel like mowing the fucking lawn. Yeah, but like I get excited. <laughs> Like I, 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 yeah, I have procrastinated. Like I want to go hang here, but I, I'm feeling lazy. But it's one of those things. Like hanging hunts get me excited because you feel like you're getting shit done. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you go in there. It's exciting to sit in a new spot. It's exciting to look at trees from a different angle. <laughs> it's exciting to just you just never know. the The mystery of a hanging hunt is my favorite part. Well, and the mystery and the learning that comes with it because I like to go to different spots that I've never set foot in on a farm that you might have hunted for a while like you yeah, know you go in yeah. and it's like hey just tonight let's throw a dart at the wall here this seems like a pretty decent spot let's go in there and explore a little bit find a tree hang and see what happens i love that part about it i do too and and i think a lot of guys don't admit that i mean maybe more do than i realize but i feel like a lot of it's like i'm so calculated i went here and went two sticks high and i'm the man and it's like yeah but dude can't you just admit sometimes you just went there and you didn't know what was going to happen and you're just having fun and then you got lucky and killed one like yeah it's fucking cool that's cool too that's just as cool i know and honestly and maybe it's because i'm in an area here in michigan where i mean you can be calculated don't get me wrong but it is so difficult like it is it is taking the whitetail game to the next level and it's it's almost to the point for me anyway where i could see that becoming not fun you know what i mean where it's so like granular where you're spending i don't know i I, don't get me wrong i am hardcore about deer hunting but man like it is it can be taxing you know what i mean and it's like i i agree with you like it's you know two stick high like I get to a situation where it's like, this is where I know I want to be. There's a lot of deer activity in here, and there could be some sign that brought me in there. But it's like, you know, I'm going to be like, I took four sticks with me every time this year, and I only use three every time. And I, But I kept taking the four stick, you know, and I don't know why, yeah. but I did. And I just think I just think a lot of it is the guys that are that calculated are have their finger on the pulse 365 days a year. I mean, 24 hours a day, like it, it's, that's a, that's an elite level, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I don't know everything. So I feel like the more place I can hang and hunt and try spots, the more the higher chance of getting lucky is too, you know? Agreed. I like getting lucky. I like, I like getting lucky, man. Guess and check, boy. You never know. Ground check his ass. Let's see how big he is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Right. Uh, you want to see I, how old I, that six pointer is? Let's ground check him. <laughs> yeah, let's see. That's pretty much what I did with my big cock country hat on. I was feeling cocky. So <laughs> there you go. It's funny. I talked to Chandler on my way down too because I just that's what I do when I drive. I call my buddies and just like, hey, I'm heading out. What's your game plan? Type shit. Yep. And I told him. I told him I had that hat on. He's like, that's cocky. He goes, kill one of my thing. That's that's funny. <laughs> and then I said to him, he's like, yeah, that's pretty cocky. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's cocky. So, it's i'm like hey it's a good story i enjoy it and i'll take it every time you know even though the deer was like it's a deer i wouldn't have normally shot Mm -hmm. um but but i'm glad i did i am i don't regret it at all and i own it and um, i'm proud of it man plus it's gonna be cool to put in with the the lion mount that's gonna be sweet i can't wait to see that i can't wait to hear the full story on that lion mount so or lion hunt so cool yeah i felt like a bitch a lot of that hunt i'll be honest and makes uh, you do a man it's what the West does to you, man. It brings out your inner bitch if you're not prepared. Hey, hey some sometimes sometimes you need that, you know. Go out there and feel like a <laughs> you pussy. Do, 
<laughs> it's important. It's it is important. I think. Hey, ground you. We get so comfortable doing this Midwest stuff, and it's like flat. Like I'm gonna ride my buggy to about 100 yards from the stand. I'm gonna creep in there. You know, get ready. You need you need a little ass kicking every once in a while. You do, and I, I think that's why I like. I've been to Wyoming so many times in the last couple of years. I think that's why I like it so much. I like hanging out with my buddy Trey out there because he's such a cowboy. Like mm-hmm. I don't know anybody more cowboy than him. Like legit cowboy, full blown Western, full throttle, no fear of anything. He's like when you're with Trey, you feel safe out there. And Trey will put you in some situations that will be like, oh shit, all right. And you don't want to tell him no because then you don't want to seem like a big puss. But right, um, it's. <laughs> He's just a fun guy to be around. I'm thankful that I've met him and that he's kind of opened up my life to like new experiences like this. So I feel that I'll forever be in debt to Trey and um, man, he's just such a good dude. I, I'd like to get him on the podcast more um, just mm-hmm. to get him to tell stories, but he knows so much and he's had so many crazy experiences. I just don't know where to tap into him. Yep. That, 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 that is crazy because you'd, that'd be like a six hour podcast. You know, you need to get kind of like some, get some, cliff notes version of some stories and like really hone in on those i would think because you'd be there forever you know well, great stories yeah. but it's like it just go on forever well that and he's so humble that it's like he doesn't just openly talk about it unless like something reminds him of something and then he'll be like oh, oh yeah, yeah this one time yep. so it's hard to be like try tell us some crazy stories because then he's like well i mean i don't you know i don't know you know yeah. but then I almost need his wife to come along to be like, hey, Trey, tell me about go. this one time when you did this, that type of thing. Yep. Yeah, that'd be so, cool. And what also makes me feel like a bitch is he's the same age as me. And the dude knows more stuff <laughs> in crazy detail than guys that are three times his age. Yeah. So <laughs> That's that makes you feel more like a bitch, too. There you go. <laughs> you need guys like that in your life, man, that just make you feel you just inferior, you know? It's important. It's good for it your is. soul. It is. Well, cool, man. Let's uh, let's let's cut this one off. I appreciate you coming on, and doing this, and uh, carving out some time. Like I said, I probably won't be able to even talk to you for the next freaking month or two months. So you're gonna be. On I'll the answer the phone show. for you. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. You just want to hear my sexy voice. It's good weird? luck, apparently. I guess, dude. You know how many people this year killed bucks after they talked to me, like within a day of talking to me, and they'd call me back, like, "Dude, I just killed a buck." Like, what the hell? I've had like maybe three or four people. That's a lot. I feel like that's a lot. That is a lot. I'm gonna start calling you every time I go hunting. Then you're gonna be like, "God damn, will you quit calling me." I get so many phone calls in the fall this year. I was like, "Dude, what are you doing?" They don't want to say it, and it's like, "Well, I just kind of want to have some luck." Like, I don't know who who thinks I'm the freaking gnome that gives you luck, but. You know, next year I'm not even going to see a buck. I guarantee it. Like I'm going to hunt. Well, you had it radiating off you this year. You had (laughs) just you oozed big bucks this year, so that makes sense. Hey, it's it's lonely at the top. Hey, you'll have you'll have that on those big jobs (laughs) for sure. All right, man, let's cut this loose. Appreciate it, and uh, good luck on the show road. Do not get COVID. Hey, don't you got you're going to a lot of super spreader events, so uh, I know. I'm scared. I'll take my vitamins. (laughs) Thanks for having me, man. All right, there you have it. Kurt Geyer, thanks a lot, man, for coming on. Greatly appreciate it. It's always fun talking to you and uh, just cutting it up, man. I appreciate it. Guys, thank you, everybody, for all the downloads, all the listens, all the shares, all the DMs. Keep them coming. We got big things going on in 2022. If you guys have any guests that you feel like 
should come on the podcast or I should get on here, hit me up, DM me, anything. I'm looking for guests. I know there's a lot of people that have reached out to me and said, hey, I got a cool story. I want to come on. And I've said, you know, I got a list of things going on right now and I probably haven't got back to you. It's because my inbox is extremely full and that is my fault. I dropped the ball. So if you have reached out to me and I have not gotten back to you since, please hit me back up. I am sorry. I apologize. Um, I'm trying to be better at that in 2022. So please do that. Thank you guys very much. Uh, Don't forget, we'll be right here next week on the Fall Podcast.